Hi, I'm Haz. And I'm Thea. And we are the host of the Optimal Podcast, where we discuss ways to help boost your productivity, health, and wellness. We hope that this podcast can help both us and our listeners make small or big changes that will optimize our lives. And speaking of optimizing our lives, do you ever feel lethargic, tired, unhappy, or need a boost? Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should try some enhanced coffee by Optimo. You know, it's got cocoa sugar and ginkgo biloba to power you through the day. And if you want some, it's available in Mercury Jug, Robinsons, and other leading supermarkets. Today, we are spicing things up. We're doing things a little bit different, where it's not just us anymore. Now, we are introducing a special guest. And which... we hope that this format can work in other episodes, if this works well, which I'm sure it will, because this person's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so today we have... Kyla. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> what is the topic for today, Has? Well, today's topic is techniques of how to get over a breakup. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I think I'm the best resource person for this <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> for introduction, I am. Uh, I think I'm back in the market <laughs> since uh, start of this year. So it's been six to seven months. Most recent breakup. Okay, I'm sorry to put you in the spot here, but we are gonna have to ask for a little backstory. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> I was born oh, this is, this is 30 years ago. Yes. <laughs> totally. So we're going to spill some tea right here. Okay, what do you want to know, guys? Your entire dating history. I'm just kidding. My <laughs> dating history. Uh, so I'm fresh from a uh, very short five-year relationship. Oh. So I've been uh, single since uh, January. So what happened there? Uh, I guess it's one of those things that... Uh, Oh my god. <laughs> Am I this really going to talk this about This is a difficult topic <laughs> yeah. to, to broach. Actually, just to give you guys some feedback. So we tried to ask other people also to share their breakup stories. So I wouldn't have to share mine. A lot of people went in saying yes, but then they really had a really, really hard time kind of going through with it. So thank you, Kyla, for being sure, so sure. I think also, uh, maybe to make Kyla more comfortable, it's better if we start with you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, with me. Well, cause like, uh, okay, okay, like for me, my my only thing is I am not an expert on breakups. I, yeah, I haven't had a lot of relationships, so there have been relationships where it took me a while to get over, like really long, like three years. We can talk about that later on, but yeah, I am not an expert like you, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that you have a long and story dating history <laughs> okay i really put in the spot here okay so okay i guess i'll go ahead okay um, you go ahead you go ahead yeah i i graduated with a master's in the field of breakups in 2016 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mentioned to both kyla and has prior to this it's really like uncomfortable for me to really talk about the reason why is it's not because i'm like still heartbroken with a guy it's just that over the course of my breakup, I really lost my head in the process, and it's really um, not one of my proudest I think, <laughs> moments. Yeah, and I think for most people, like the feelings you get post breakup, no one's really proud of that. 
Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's, like, you're, you're entitled to go a little crazy or something <laughs> yeah. at there's, post-breakup. There's crazy, right? But then there's like Thea crazy and like nobody deserves that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Okay, so I guess I'm going to give you guys a background. You know what? We tried to do this episode, right? Without giving a background and it was just... It just didn't sound right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, the reason we're also re-recording this is because the audio kind of, like, fucked up. Yeah, I, I effed up the audio. I took it as a sign to actually, like, be more open and to share more. Yeah, and it's lucky because we have a guest now. Right, and I'm just trying to delay. <laughs> trying to delay. Okay, so okay. let's get into the, okay. to the meat of so, things. <laughs> so, like Kyla, I was with my ex for around five years. I had this whole, like, life plan laid out before me. And the problem with the whole life plan thing is that you need two people to actually, like, really believe in that plan and, like, work for it, right? But like, I was the only one, uh, I guess, that actually really wanted it and basically what happened is that i just totally ignored all the red flags over the course of the relationship i can see now it was just not a good relationship because i was totally paranoid it was more of me forcing the relationship than actually like a two-way street so he broke up with me okay that's not an easy thing to experience (laughs) (laughs) my first time getting dumped Previously, like I always had the foresight to end a relationship if I didn't see it Working coming, out. yeah, coming into fruition. But Go like, girl. <laughs> for some reason, like I just, I stayed after the breakup. He started dating this girl that I had my suspicions about even before we broke up. Yeah. yeah, I guess we can all speculate. And shortly after that, they got married. So <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> whoever you are. <laughs> So Kyla. Okay. <laughs> so it's back to me now. So yeah, I had to have Thea like dish out her story before mine. <laughs> we were together for five years. I guess at that point, you just have to decide where you're going to take the relationship or whether it's going to lead to, let's say, maybe marriage. We just didn't see eye to eye to where we wanted our lives to be or how our, we wanted our setup to be. Maybe we had some faults, I guess. We didn't communicate like throughout the relationship. It took us five years to realize these things. So we just, you know, just talked it out and just realized that we're just not for each other. So there were no, there was no bitterness, no like uh, broken plates or anything. It's just a maybe mature decision between two people. So it was a mutual breakup. Yes, yes. There was no dumping involved. Or you guys dumped each other. I guess we dumped each other. It was like a long process in the making. Yeah, I, I guess. Imagine. So I guess in the fifth year, we were already anticipating or maybe slowly trying to see whether we're really a fit for each other or not. And then at the end of that year, we just decided that maybe we're not really a good fit. Yeah, that's basically our story. We didn't have any big drama really because I guess our relationship then was built on uh, friendship. I guess it's not being showbiz or anything, but we can say that we're still friends right now. Really? Right? Right? (laughs) Right? I'm trying to agree with that. I watched this movie, Always Be My Maybe. (laughs) That part where a girl can't remember her name so the girl <laughs> yeah broke up with her uh, her boyfriends at the beginning of the movie and she was like i wasted like five years of my reproductive life with you <laughs> and i could so relate it really sparked something in my heart it's a long time to spend with a person right it's uh, definitely like I, I always see it as like an investment you know yeah, like yeah. of your time of your of yourself yeah especially 
as you get older and other things in your life become priority, like having a family, for example. For sure. It's really an investment. So, which brings us to our episode question, question of, of the day. day. <laughs> How do you get over a breakup? Man. For the relationships that I've been in, I'm gonna say relationships in quotations. Like, there was a relationship I was in where uh, we never got together, but we definitely had feelings for each other. And when that got cut, it really affected me to a great degree. Yes, like, I remember uh, this. I, I became very... Uh, like, emo. Yeah, I guess emo. <laughs> you know, I, I like secluded myself. I became very robotic. It took me years to like figure out where I was again. How long did it take? Or... It took me like three years. Three years of being like a robot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's also worth asking now, like, what's the time that you give in getting over a breakup? So, I for think... example, for has it's a uh, three years? Three years, right? Or... Yeah. Although I think that if, like, the relationship I'm currently in, if that ends, that will take me much longer. Hopefully, you won't need the advice of this podcast. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it differentiates per person. Like, I guess some people can, like, bounce back really quickly. And for others, it just takes a lot more time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, there's some people who they bounce back in, like, a period of a month sometimes. And then there are others. Well, for me, it took, I think, around a year. I, I really felt like the realizations after that breakup for me were... A lot. And it took me more than one year to process that. I have a question. Right? There are like stages of grief. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't write them down. Let, can you look, let it, me up look again? it up But do people go through stages of grief after a breakup? Essentially, breaking up with someone is like you're losing someone. You're losing someone and you're also taking up away maybe a part of you that was with someone. Yeah. Okay. So here, the five stages of grief. Denial. Anger. Bargaining, depression, <laughs> and then acceptance. Okay, that okay. really sounds familiar because, like, in my whole stages of grief, I was stuck in anger, like, for the majority. <laughs> oh, I super remember this. <laughs> so, actually, I think denial that hits close to home because I think for the longest time I had a really hard time kind of accepting the situation that I wasn't gonna get back together with him. So, one of the things, one of the methods that I did was to cut communication. But then I didn't really follow it. Like I, okay. I, yes, 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 definitely. Okay, okay. I stand by this. Like if I could reverse the clock, <laughs> right? The thing with me that was really hard is I knew my ex's phone number by heart. If I deleted his phone number on my phone, which I did, and I blocked him on Facebook, okay, I still like, I still you like, know you yeah. had the capacity to call right. him or what, right? So why stop communication? Because your brain plays tricks on you when you break up with someone. And like you said about denial, it's like the hardest thing. It's like you're going against your head. What would be an example? Because I guess like after you lose something, you always tend to look for the good things in that relationship that you lost. Or like you second-guess yourself. Or if you made the right decision. Right. I guess some people also go through still having the thought that maybe they could still get back together. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not... In your control. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I wish I could tell, like, pass the that because it was so annoying. So, <laughs> We're just laughing so, at you right now. So <laughs> you, you communicated with your ex? Yeah, definitely. And I what did. problems did that cause? A lot of problems. Because <laughs> the thing is, instead of 
communicating with my ex, I really should have just reached out to other people. You know, guys, I really tried, though. I really tried. It's just that my brain really fucked me up. You know? Like, you know, I, w- I would go through great legs. Like, I would put my phone on hard to reach places. Okay. And I would reinforce something negative. Like, every time I was driven insane and had to text him something mean, I would do, like, 10 push-ups. Okay. Right? Well, so, that's like, pretty, uh, that's pretty disciplined of you. Yeah. Yes. But it didn't work because, you know... I guess for me, I, I think I'm glad that I didn't go through that stage. Mm-hmm. It was really easy, I guess, for me. So I don't know if I've officially gotten over the breakup. Uh, that's also another, like, maybe philosophical question to ask. But <laughs> one of the things that really helped get over, like, with the large feelings or the large emotions was basically cutting off communication. For me, uh, I'm happy that. That wasn't an issue for me trying to get back into contact with the ex. But you did. You did cut communication. Yes. Okay. Okay, so part of that whole communication thing, another tip, I guess, to get over your breakup is really, guys, especially at this day and age, stay away from social media. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> a lot of like, I can so imagine, like, you're being super depressed and super sad, and all of a sudden you see, like, your ex, like, hanging out with his friends or, yeah. or with another person, and that, like, messes with your head. Yes, exactly. Sorry, I meant to say stay away from his social media. So, yes. <laughs> okay. And the thing is, this thing is actually scientifically proven. They actually did studies on this. So there was one study by... By PNOS. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it stands for Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States. I think United I like PNOS better. Yeah. <laughs> One of the main researchers was this guy called Ethan Cross. 40 people who had recently been through a breakup had their brains scanned while they looked at pictures of their exes. And imagine how awkward that must be like, hey, did you break up with someone you want to participate in a study? <laughs> but anyway, so... They had them look at pictures of their exes, and as they stared at the photos, the part of the brain associated with physical pain lit up. This so also that's true. Yes, you, you feel literal pain. pain. There's yes. really pain. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that your brain is freaking tricking you. Like what happens when, for example, there's physical pain, right? Your brain will send signals for you to like you know pay attention to it. Yeah. So oh, it yeah. does the same thing. It's like a cycle. It's just going back. Like, so stay away from social media, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I think I read somewhere that when you go through a breakup, it's like having withdrawal symptoms yeah. from like, let's say, it feels like you're getting off drugs. Because oh, wow. yes. you're basically stopping habits that you've formed. Like, for example, mm. when you go on his social media, it's like tempting yourself or getting like a whiff of your drug <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from afar. Yeah, it's and like it's the, not going to help. <laughs> the reward system, right? Yeah, they can have it. It's like you're stopping an addiction. So it's really difficult to do this, but you just have to do it. So I guess one thing that you can do, you guys can do, if if you really need to reach out to your ex, and this is also something I failed to do, is (laughs) to write a letter that you will not send. So that's the part that I failed to do. Oh, so Um, you wrote a letter and then you sent it. Yeah, and that was full of profanities and (laughs) things that I cannot mention here. But this is something that my my friends have done, and it's really proven to be really cathartic. Just an outlet for you to like let your feelings out. 
Oh, so I think another thing you can do is find something that you didn't do as a couple, but something new that you can do for yourself. It's like creating a new habit or a new activity so that your identity is no longer linked to those previous activities. It's now linked to like something else. So like maybe some people who after they've broken up, they might start doing a certain sport so that part of their identity is incorporated with that sport. Part of moving on with anything is moving forward. And like if you're learning something new, that's like always moving forward in other aspects also of your life. Right. Yeah. It's also trying to be more constructive or like forming new habits, forming new hobbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for girls, right? They, uh, I think it's so common, like post breakup, they start uh, cutting their hair. Yeah. Having a new... <laughs> Did you have like a hair thing after your breakup? Actually, no. It, it, this breakup, I didn't quite change my hair, but from previous breakups, I think I've had that type of habit. Like from the long hair, I really like cut it short. Yeah. <laughs> Part of it is like trying to form a new identity. One of the questions that I was facing post-breakup is, who am I without this person? Mm-hmm. Like you guys said, like I tried to do new things, form new habits. I guess mm-hmm. one of the things that I did is... I was so angry all the time that I just wanted to feel any other emotion. So I've always had this fear of heights. What I did was I started climbing mountains, started going on roller coasters (laughs) or like anything. That sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess it was like scary to me back then. I noticed that I go to the gym so often now. Oh, yeah. More often often than uh, like any point in my life in the past. In my head, I'd like to think that I resolved this year to be more healthy. Mm-hmm. But maybe also it's partly post-breakup. You just want to get into new habits. I think sure. I think there are also studies that show that physical activity actually benefits you after a breakup. One, because you get endorphins from when you work out. The happy hormones in your body get released. And two, your mind is focused on something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's all about that you want to interrupt the whole like obsessive thinking by doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, like in your gym, I bet you there are several other people that have broken up with their exes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So you can just also look around maybe, for other people. Maybe breaking up is like the key to like getting hotter. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> true, think... true. It's a catalyst for a beach body. Yeah. <laughs> Some people were saying like how I have like toner arms now. Oh yeah. So maybe partly <laughs> because uh, it's my post breakup arms. <laughs> you can advertise that in the gym. Have you just broken yeah. up? We give you twenty percent discount on your membership. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a bad idea. Okay, so I guess one of them most important things though about getting over a breakup is definitely taking some time to really think about why it happened but that's true that's true being more self-aware i guess of what went wrong i took a very i guess mature route of uh getting out of a breakup but I can see so, how some people, like when they have a breakup, they'll always blame it on the other person. Mm-hmm. And I guess now, well, we're a little older, I guess. So you realize that maybe you had your faults also. Mm-hmm. So you identify maybe what went wrong. And it's not always on the other person, but it's also maybe a mutual thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so true. Definitely. Like, even though I was really angry, I really realized that, hey, you kind of drove yourself 
to this point of insanity. This is as much you're doing as his doing. You know what I want to know? Well, how crazy is Crazy Thea? Insane. I'd like, like to know that too. Examples of crazy Thea. Man. <laughs> well, okay, so just to make you more comfortable too. So what I've noticed, like at least for this year, that maybe I had more alcohol intake <laughs> than maybe the past two or three years of my life. <laughs> Not for anything. So I'm, I don't really go home drunk, um, disclaimer. So maybe I've developed a habit to try to get my mind off things. Mm-hmm. Actually, I really enjoy drinking. For me, that's my crazy part that, you know, I, I start developing maybe not so constructive habits. Some acceptable uh, vices. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, Mine exactly. Not acceptable. <laughs> please, please share. No, like, I guess I would call my ex at, like, really inappropriate times of the day. And then I would just, you know, rant and then, like, threaten him. and st- Like, it's really, it's really bad. <laughs> I, I hope to never... That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> I, I remember that during this period of time, it did feel like we saw a totally different you. To be honest, I can really see, like, I was really horrible. I was a horrible person. And not just to him. It really took a toll on me. Like, and with my relation, my other relationships. Mm. You know, it really took a toll on my, my outlook on life. And it's only, I guess, after everything that I really asked myself, like, why did I put myself in that situation? Mm-hmm. I wasn't self-aware. I couldn't see the situation as a whole. I was just... I think for most people in relationships, that's the case. Like, sometimes you need, like, an outside opinion. Because, like, you know, when you're in a relationship, sometimes you're blinded. You're stuck in whatever happy thoughts you have in that relationship. I remember that we did have discussions as friends, thinking, why is uh, Thea not seeing this part of the relationship? Why is the ex, like, not doing these things? You, sometimes you do need that outside opinion, like that check. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important also to talk to your the people close to you after because they're the ones that are really going to give you some insight on how things were like, you know, or what you could do to move forward. That's probably really an important tip to make sure that you have a group of friends that you can... Yes. You can just vent yes. to. That's true. And uh, yeah, you make sure you get a support system. Yeah, it's because it's really hard to get through alone. Yeah, if you keep everything in your head, you're, you're going, definitely going to go crazy. So yeah. if you have your support system, you have somebody to talk to, then you, well, one, confirm if you're not crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and two, it's very therapeutic to talk about it and you get to process the whole event, right? I think this reminds me of something else as well, which is um, a lot of people have this misconception that it's easier for guys to get over a breakup than for girls. Yeah, Mark. So is yeah. that true? So I, I actually think that's false. I think it takes longer for a guy for for the reason that on average, guys don't share as much as girls. Like guys, generally their self-defense mechanism is just to put up a wall. Yeah, or distract. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm just quoting like my guy friend, but to distract like themselves. Yeah, so that they don't have to feel the emotions post-breakup. If you don't analyze those emotions or those thoughts then they just build up within you that can actually be detrimental for future relationships because you haven't like thought over the good and bad parts of your previous relationships and at the same time you know there's like uh, it's a build-up of resentment right and there's that's just gonna build unresolved issues yeah this is just my opinion but girls 
I think we we tend to dwell on things, but the thing is, that's, sometimes dwelling is really a good thing because it forces true. you, and you really really face the situation, I guess, and you get to process it. One of the most common ways that they do post breakup is that they play games, for example. <laughs> they play computer games like the whole freaking day. <laughs> like, how do you process a breakup that way? And you then, know what? This did happen to your ex. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I know that he did play a ridiculous amount of games. And they like to blame it on the girls, you know. They like to say at first that you know the reason why I don't play games before because I was spending time with you. So now I'm going to, you know, play like you know all the games I ever want in my life. <laughs> I think guys have a different way of processing. I think that guys think that they can do it by themselves. Some people can. Uh, some people are introspective enough to figure it out. For the most part, it is better to have at least a close group who you trust that you share things with to analyze the situation and then to to figure out what your feelings are honestly sometimes playing games helps <laughs> like you know like sometimes like guys have a lot of aggression right uh-huh. so they need to take out that aggression in some way playing games is like a okay way to do it for some people they take up like boxing yeah. Yes. That's yeah. Very. But you know, like, like, just don't do things in excess. You know, like, if you realize you're coping too much by doing this one activity, and it's like taking over other aspects of your life, like, ease up on it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I think distraction is necessary when going through a breakup. Okay, so one question is like, I think a lot of people ask is like, when do you think it's okay to date around after a breakup? That's really? a good question. Yeah, but I feel like there's no right answer for that. I mean, it really depends. Like, one of my friends, like, she got... She broke up with her boyfriend, and then a few months after, she started dating, and um, it worked out for her. At what, what point for you did you think, oh, okay, I'm ready? For me, it really just it took me a year. I did date within that year, mm-hmm. and it just it was terrible. Like, I didn't... I wasn't ready. You weren't ready. No, I wasn't ready for that. How about you? For me, well, okay. So I, I think my answer needs a little background story. <laughs> okay. So, so I was in a long-term relationship before I had that re- relationship. The dating scene was really different. Pre Tinder, pre um, online dating. Yeah. So, so of course, after <laughs> after breaking up, after being single again, maybe there's a certain curiosity that you form for those types of things. Right. Yeah. So I just I tried it out. So I tried it out maybe a month. A I guess month for after. some people it's quite quick after a breakup. But for me, I, I don't think it formed anything unhealthy. Maybe part distraction, part trying to form new habits. Mm-hmm. So or I went in there not really trying to find a partner, but really trying to get to know new people and how just seeing how yeah, how the dating scene is, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's really no formula to like how soon or how how long you should wait to go dating. That reminds me. You know what I realize? Sometimes having a close group of friends that you trust is not enough. For some people. I think that for some people, they need to talk to a stranger. Oh, yes. And can I add to that? So, a few of my friends, they found a stranger to talk to yeah. through Tinder. Okay. Yeah. They so never how- ended, up, ended up like meeting with a guy, but like they would just talk to them about how they were feeling. Yes. And 
I guess that's that's something that they needed. Yeah, I think you know that person's not really gonna judge you. Yeah, true. Right. Or is gonna have like a real third person yes. uh, perspective on the situation. Yeah. I guess to some degree, like for me, so I can vouch for it. <laughs> like it, it helped. It helped to talk to a stranger. There's definitely no bias. Because let's say you talk to a really close friend. So of course, the friend is going to be a little bit careful or kind of like going to tread um, nice. around this, the situation that you mm-hmm. just broke up with somebody. But uh, if you try to process the situation with a stranger, the stranger would really give you like an outsider's perspective. And... You get the, I guess, an objective way of looking at your situation. Or also, like your friends get tired of listening to you, so you need to talk about it mm. with someone else. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just need a second opinion. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. And it's part of also, you know, expanding your world or you know, trying to form new habits. I guess of making new friends. So that's part of the process as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But I. I guess one of the I think we are actually trying to recommend here to go online dating or to to try to date around <laughs> post breakup. But I think one of the things we should maybe be careful about. I think some people, if you're not in the right emotional state at that time, we should just be careful of the tendency to latch onto the other to the people next person. to the next yeah. person, yeah, right? Sure. Right, right. Some would tend to find right away their maybe true love again or we all know that it might take some time so do you think that there should be a period of time in which you're really finding yourself as a single person i think definitely definitely especially if you're coming from a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. i think i guess it's the silver lining it's a good time for you to rethink your life choices Mm -hmm. and really try to I guess for me, uh, like from personal, like personal experience, just realizing what you want again in life or what you, your preferences are versus you're in a relationship, you take into consideration what the other person wants. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, maybe that's the sign in which you figure out that you're ready to date again, which is like, I tend to feel that post breakup people don't generally like themselves. They might dislike who they are because they are the cause of like a bad breakup or something. So at the moment in which you realize, hey, you know what? I love myself again. Like I love who I am. I love what I've become. Maybe that's the time that you you can venture out and start dating. Yes, that's true. So you don't go out into the market not loving yourself. So <laughs> yeah. as you know, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, you have to learn how to, you know, love yourself again. <laughs> yeah. And also like just being aware of like your triggers. Like why even go into a relationship in the first place? Coming into a new relationship after my breakup, I really thought about what I did wrong previously. And like I knew kind of like the red flags and I I'm not afraid to bring up serious like conversations anymore, which is one of the things that I I failed to do in my last relationship. So just being like aware of why it happened and more sure of yourself as a person. That's true. So I guess that's a good part, I guess, that comes from a breakup, right? You become a little bit more introspective than um than normal. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to realize yeah, what you want, what you love again and you know find aspects of yourself that you never knew was there i like that so do you have any other tips hug your pets get a dog <laughs> yes get the dog i think that's Definitely. gonna be <laughs> if you are financially capable yes 
But it really works because you're gonna invest your time and money to someone that actually matters. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. To 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 someone that will love you wholeheartedly. Thank you so much, Kyla, for sharing your experience. Sure, no problem. Anytime. It really, I guess it's a good topic to talk about right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we hope we can invite you back again for another sure, topic. Sure, anytime. So, well, that was a pretty insightful podcast. I, I hope you got a lot of tips here on like how to how to be post a breakup. <laughs> I'm sure you'll, if you have uh, any questions or if you have any comments about this podcast, you can message us on our Instagram at Optimal Podcast. And if you have any podcast topics or recommendations, just send it there as well. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to listen to more, you can support us at our Patreon, which is also at Optimal Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leaving a review also helps the show a great deal. Goodbye. And we'll see you in the next episode. Maybe breaking up is like the key to like getting hotter. <laughs>